This episode of the podcast is brought to you by sharing a bowl of soup with a man who reminds you of your father. I'm going to miss him. Yeah, we were friends, you know. Can I return it if it doesn't fit? It always fits. Eventually. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Roll the Credits, the podcast, the only podcast that was bitten by a radioactive podcast, and then (laughs) (laughs) given the abilities to spread podcasts across the world. There you go. I'm Zach. And I'm Frank. And today we are here to discuss not the Spider-Man movie everybody probably wants to talk about, (laughs) but instead the 2018 Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, Once again, I don't think we know the definition of a feel-good movie. Because there's there's a lot of hardship. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy stuff to this film. Yeah. Um, for being animated, but right. it's still really fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you finally actually watched it all the way through. Right, I saw halfway. You're kind of forced to watch it now because we're doing this. <laughs> but anyways, um, rundown time. So, Into the Spider Verse came out in 2018. It was directed by Peter Ramsey. The music was also done by Daniel Pemberton. Um, just. It's a good soundtrack. <laughs> I'll say that right now. It's a good soundtrack for the film. Um, your main people that you have in this is Shamik Moore, who plays Miles Morales, Haley Steinfield, who plays Gwen Stacy, aka Spider Gwen. For whatever reason, they call her Spider Woman in this. Uh, Jake Johnson, who plays Spider Man slash Peter Parker. Uh, Chris Pine also is Spider Man in this. Um, I believe Jake Johnson is Spider Man or. He's fat Spider-Man. Yeah, he's, he's out he's of shape Peter Spider-Man. Peter B. Parker. Yeah. Uh, Nicolas Cage is Spider-Man Noir. Uh, Kimiko Glenn plays Penny Parker. John Mulaney, who plays Spider-Ham. And then your main villain is Liev Schreiber, who plays the Kingpin. And that's 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 pretty much everybody. Yeah. That's everybody worth mentioning, really. Yep. And uh, this is a movie about Miles Morales, who's a teen, and he becomes Spider-Man of his universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he has to end up joining with five other Spider-Men, I believe. Five other yeah. Spider-People. Spider-Peoples. <laughs> uh, you know, and from their own, dimension, or their own dimensions to defeat Kingpin trying to bring back his dead family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I will say, mm-hmm. I appreciate that we have a villain that I can actually sympathize with mm-hmm. for once. You understand why he's why doing he's this. doing what he's doing and you understand, you know, he has a really great... Um, entire arc mm-hmm. in uh, the Daredevil series. Oh yeah, that's the same guy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I mean, um, not not the same person acting. But no, yes. obviously, it's yeah. uh, what's his name? Um, oh, I can't think of his name. It's Vincent D'Onofrio who mm-hmm. plays him in the Daredevil series, which. I surprisingly somehow watched. I don't remember. I don't even know why I watched. <laughs> you just that. were like, "Oh, I remember this." It's so strange that I watched that that because I don't like that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um. I was very, um, I was impressed that I actually kind of sort of cared a little bit about your protagonist. Mm -hmm. Um, And overall, I very much enjoyed this movie. I have have small gripes with mm -hmm. it um, that I kind of want to get out of the way first. Okay. So I don't know if you have any like kind of cons with the movie. Just like Um, one or two. So yeah, I have two. So, and they're kind of, they kind of go both hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And that is... I feel like the movie is almost oversaturated, and then the editing is absolutely insane in this film. Yeah. So oversaturation, and I don't, I don't mean on like a color wise or anything like that. That's I what mean, I thought you. I had. mean like on a. There's so much happening mm-hmm. in like one scene that 
I'm not given enough time to like process, fully, it like, process everything, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. And then on top of that, with like the crazy amount of stuff that's happening with the absolute insane editing as well, where it's like a one scene in where, let's say, Miles is going to school mm-hmm. and he's like in his head because he's just got bitten by the spider and he's like, why are my thoughts so loud? You have like comic book strips that are edited in of like people's eyes like staring at him and then also you have like text on the screen of what's like what he's saying and what other people are saying and then you also have the actions of miles himself and him running around and getting stuck to things and trying to get unstuck from things and it's just very like overwhelming it's, yeah i was gonna say like it's just too much all at once yeah for you. yeah i know because i i kind of enjoyed that just because they took a very comic book approach to this film. It like, does even, feel like, and even, even the the animation style yeah. looks like three D comic book. Like characters. I, I actually love to like small little things where it's like when Miles does get bit by the spider, and it's this whole cinematic thing, and then he just kind of like slaps his hand yeah. to kill it, yeah. and it makes kind of like this ripple effect like right above it, mm-hmm. where it, again that would be like what a comic would use to show that like hey he's moving his hand down to smack it, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I get it though, because it is a lot. All There's at once. so much happening, and I thought like maybe it was gonna let up, but if anything, it gets worse. <laughs> oh no no no, not at all. <laughs> because it, that's that's really the main thing is like there's no there isn't really much time to like breathe in mm-hmm. the movie. It's just go 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 go. And this isn't a, a short movie. No, and either. again, the movie's like almost two hours long, and after like. The first, what I thought was like 45 minutes because they there's so much that happens. It's only 20 minutes. I, I literally like <laughs> pressed the like the button on my thing and it was 26 minutes in. Oh, and I, I was like, holy, like, you know how I've said to you and on this podcast how impressed I usually am with how much Family Guy can compact into one 22-minute episode? Mm-hmm. That's basically this film, but stretched out for two hours, but they're compacting just as much as Family Guy can compact <laughs> in every 20-minute segment. Oh, I know. So there's just so much happening, and I'm like, wow, this is insane. Yeah, because even the scene when like they go to the Hudson Valley, which shout out for us. Hey. Um, hey, we live there. Uh, and they go to like the the corporation to steal back the information. That's like thirty five minutes in. Yeah, like that. I was like, oh, the first time around, like rewatching this now, I was like, oh, that's like halfway through the movie. Because right. at that point, you meet like Spider Gwen, and you you get uh, Peter Parker like actually trying to like showcase a little bit to right. Miles. And no, that's very early on. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, I pretty much don't have any other complaints the only thing that i kind of have to complain about it is um while i feel like it is very cool to get a bunch of different spider-men because again knowing spider-man knowing the comics and knowing like all of these characters from like different generations and different like multiverses it is very cool but you definitely see like a a, a weighted side to it almost of peter b parker Miles Morales and Spider Gwen versus Penny Parker, Spider Ham, and Spider. Yeah, you don't really get them at you, all. They're which all, is kind of disappointing. Yeah, they're all bunched together, and there's some great stuff too. Like even like uh, Spider Man Noir when he's just like, you ever just hold a a, 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 a light, match? Yeah, a match a down to your match. finger <laughs> yeah, so you can feel, feel something. something. Yeah, and it's really funny, and there is like some stuff too there. Yeah, they have they have some really good one liners, and they get their moments, I guess, but there isn't enough of them to to make it feel necessary for them to even be in the movie yeah and, you know? and that's 
kind of the problem because it's like they're just really background characters. Yeah. To, to fight the nonsense of Scorpion right. and Tombstone. Yeah, and even even the Gwen's Gwen's Spider Woman is completely like she isn't even really in it that much either. It's really Peter B. Parker and Miles that were like the main ones. Mm-hmm. And then she comes in second and then the other guys are just barely in it at all. I will say this though. I have a massive crush on Spider Gwen. The animated the one in the We're not movie? gonna get weird here. Yes, I have a, a crush on the animated one, but okay. I mean it's the shaved head and like the short hair. And okay. she's just really cool in the comics. <laughs> I just I also I didn't really like how they were just like referring to to Peter Parker in her world as like her friend that died. Right. Because it's they're together. In right the, in the comics yeah at least. yeah yeah I, so I, I don't know why that was like a weird small thing to like switch around yeah i thought that was kind of odd too because when he yeah when peter dies in that it's just she keeps says like i lost a friend yeah but i mean maybe to her it was just friends in that universe i don't know um because do i guess because i don't know right are all of these are, are all of these characters that were introduced actually do they actually have their own like oh, comics yeah. and everybody has like their own thing even spider ham yeah, he has his own thing. That's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> his comic's a little weird. Yeah, he has a version of like Venom that he fights too that I always forget like what the name is, but like he's just a massive pig. Right. Um, Spider-Man Noir. He can't use like web swingers though, because like his world is set in like the twenties, so it doesn't make sense for him to have web slinging. Why not? What do you mean? That'd it's be... not a technology. Oh well, I guess yeah. to some of them it is, right? Yeah. But t- so to my, so <laughs> to Tobey Maguire, <laughs> yes. it was it was built into his it was built into his skin or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So I yeah right because I guess that's not a normal thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it would be still kind of weird just to like shoot him out of your hands. I guess, but see, to me, it makes more sense that it does happen. No, like that. I think it makes more sense that he has a device to make him swing. But then, what makes him? But spiders can shoot. The their webs out of themselves. They so what, don't you have want it out a, of his butt, right? But <laughs> you just want that would be butt. that would be something. Mm-hmm. Seeing Tobey Maguire shooting webs <laughs> out of his ass and swinging around the city. Um, no, but I don't know. It, I feel like it makes more sense for it to actually be like part of him, opposed to a, a device. No, because I, then what else can he do? What do you he mean? Just, he, he can, can just climb can, on walls. Yeah, and super strength, and then he's got the spidey sense, and he's very agile. Right, so then why would everything... If all that's built into him, then why wouldn't the web swinging? Because to me, it's like a small thing that grounds him in reality. Nah, I don't know. Nah, I fucking know anything. These kids these days. Yeah, but anyways, other than that, I think this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I think, especially to like just 2018 coming out with another Spider-Man movie... And trying to stay relevant. It feels like Spider-Man overload overload right now mm-hmm. with the amount of stuff that's happening. Yeah. Because we have three live action Spider-Men mm-hmm. that are... That all have at least two movies two, to themselves. Two films. <laughs> Sorry, and Andrew then, Garfield. And then on top of that, we have this, which is an animated. And then on top of that, there was a video game mm-hmm. that came Multiple. out. Which is... Is that Miles or is that another character? So the original one that came out was Peter Parker, but then at the end they brought in Miles Morales. And I think there was a DLC that you can play as Miles Morales. Because so, that was around the same time of this movie coming right, out. Right, so there's just so much Spider-Man stuff happening that mm-hmm. it's it, it's almost... Over, yeah, <laughs> overload again? Yeah, yeah, it's just like, can we not do that? <laughs> but I, I feel like this has like a much better story to it, where it's like it, it is something outside the box a little bit. 
And while I don't always love, like, time travel, interdimensional shit, um, I think this does it very, very well in kind of, like, playing up, like, okay, these are the different dimensions. These are why the Spider-Men are here. These are why they're helping out Miles. And then it's all around this massive, like, story arc of just a a core thing about Spider-Man, which is a teenage boy trying to juggle everything and learn to be himself. And I think that was, like, a really cool concept with Miles Morales where it's that whole thing of, like, him tagging the walls of expectations. Yeah. It's what he's expected to do. One is being, like, a son and a student and then also learning to have these abilities and what will he do with them. And I think it was, like, done in a very creative way that I don't think live action would have worked out as well. I think animation was the best way to go about this. Yeah, and obviously you can accomplish a lot more with animation because you can literally do anything. Yeah. So there are there are zero limitations. And I guess you can kind of make the argument that in this day of age of filmmaking, there's there's almost no limitations, exactly. especially <laughs> with a Marvel, a Marvel film budget. Mm-hmm. But you can still obviously get away with a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the animation style, it took me a little while to get used to because mm-hmm. it was almost... It was almost how I feel about like anime, yeah. Where I'm like, uh, it's just, there's just, it's just something hard to get off into. about it, and I just don't <laughs> like it. But this one, after like the first ten or fifteen minutes, I kind of just accepted it, mm-hmm. and I I I enjoyed it. I didn't it didn't bother me um, as much as like an anime does. So I like that, and mm-hmm. I think that the movie is gorgeous. Oh like, yeah, all the colors. It's almost. I'm glad Too I'm gorgeous. Well, I'm, <laughs> Is there such a thing? <laughs> I uh, I was glad that I was wearing like my blue light blocking oh, glasses yeah, yeah. because I know for a fact if I wasn't, my eyes would be killing me. See, I didn't, and then I also wore somebody else's prescription glasses <laughs> on top of it, so my eyes are fucked right now. I'm partially <laughs> I'm blind. I'm basically blind. <laughs> Legally, I'm blind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I mean, let's get into like some of the characters. So mm. the I, 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 I don't know if the first time that you watched it, if it got you, but I, f- I personally was not surprised by his uncle being. The, oh no, the prowler. Yeah, yeah. Because uncle Aaron. I felt like it was kind of established a little bit, like especially when they go tagging and he jumps over that fence, and like he's, so, it's so easy. And I was like, that's strange. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody, nobody's gonna comment <laughs> on that. Like that, that was like ab, like abnormal. Yeah, way too easy. Um. And the whole that yeah, so I, that didn't surprise me, but mm. I will say that there was a at least like a setup and a payoff for yeah. that for you know Miles kind of almost liking his uncle more than his own dad. Yeah, because I guess like you do see like this divide with the dad, and it could just be that like you know Miles is this teenager and wants to rebel, right? And his dad being a cop is the ultimate like no, you can't rebel, right? You have to be, like, in line with everything. And Uncle Aaron being kind of, like, this shady he's, but, like, very relaxed kind of... He's mad chill. Yeah, he is. He's, he's mad super chill. super cool. And he's kind of, like, the, he's the cool uncle. There's mm. you, you either have you, there's, there's, you either have one or the other. It's either the creepy uncle or yes. the cool uncle. Um, <laughs> he got the cool uncle. Yeah, Miles got lucky. I got the creepy uncle. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he got, you know... he. he I like the idea of him really liking his um, his uncle and really caring about him and the uncle really caring for him. And they have you have a little bit of that bonding moment with them and, and you can really feel that they really, truly love each other. And there's just some good character development with them. And then, of course, it gets revealed that he is the Prowler mm-hmm. and uh, he ends up 
finding out that Miles is Spider Man ish, yeah. <laughs> and he really decides cool not effects. to kill him. Really cool sound effect too with the Prowler. Yeah, like that almost like siren horn going off right. constantly when yeah. he's around. So he decides not to kill him, mm-hmm. and I was a little confused on why Kingpin slash Fisk shot Prowler, or if he just was trying to shoot Miles and accidentally no. shot. It was it was kind of like that like stereotypical like bad guy thing where it's like, oh, you didn't do the job, so you're out. Right, I guess. Type thing, yeah. It just, I don't know. I, I don't I doesn't necessarily know if I bought that because it's just like... But it set it up for, you know, Miles taking him down the street and then like mourning the death and right. then the dad coming over. And that was the payoff for there. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely liked it. I, yeah. I, I, I felt it. I felt when they were in the alleyway and they had their like kind of final little moment together and then he ends up disappearing, which I thought was kind of interesting and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I like the idea of kind of giving him more abilities or just different abilities because he it looks like the spider that bit him was like created in a lab. It was it was like the way that they were going about in the film was it was an interdimensional spider. So like while Fisk was like doing all this stuff to right. like try and bring back Vanessa and Richard um, I guess a spider got in there too. Yeah. So it's a very different one. But even in the comics, Miles has like all these abilities. Okay. So I like that. Mm-hmm. Thought that was kind of interesting. So because y- you have to kind of differentiate them from each other, right? And I think yeah. that that was a cool way of doing it. Uh, and I like the the growing of Miles's character, mm-hmm. and that he wasn't just able to become Spider Man and. Because you, you almost kind of believe that he's not going to be able to accomplish it. Yeah. Like, especially all, of, all the other Spider-Men are just like, listen, like, you have to sit down for this one because we know that you really want to try and, and you really want to, like, accomplish and help us, but you're just not ready yet. You've been Spider-Man for 48 hours. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We've been Spider-Man for years. Yeah, you're not there yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I like that they really took the time to build that up because, obviously, with, like, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man and I, I don't remember the Andrew Garfield ones that I've never seen the, the... I only saw the second one, so I don't know the origin for, like, how they did with his. Right, and I don't... I never saw the new... what Tom Holland's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. so I can't speak to those, but... I remember very vividly in Spider in the first Spider Man, like the trial and error. Yeah. Of did you like becoming, all in the beginning, like the very um, the nods to Tobey Maguire? Yeah. So the whole dancing thing is mm-hmm. like we don't talk about that. Yeah. Because <laughs> Spider Man, very 3, cool. Yeah. That was very funny. Uh, I I did appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um. So all of that being said, I thought that the I thought that Miles. He he ended up winning over me. Mm-hmm. I wasn't I wasn't initially sold on him in the beginning, and then once you get to the final like actual act of him becoming real Spider Man, mm-hmm. he won me over. Yeah, that leap of faith. Yeah, where like he's just falling from the the skyline. It right. looks beautiful. Yeah, and like at that point, like you literally see him in like a split second going from like half the movie to like Spider Man because he's like jumps and then for like two, three seconds, he's falling. Right. And then he kind of catches himself, and then he realizes that, like, okay, I'm, like, swinging through the air now. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I wish, again, if out of out of all of them, I wish that we got more Nicolas Cage. We yeah, got, he's like, great. Noir. The I, fucking, I like the, the Rubik's idea. Cube. <laughs> well, so I like the idea that he also sees in black and white. Mm-hmm. So he's in, a, he's in a world filled with color, but he can't see color. Yeah, it's only he doesn't just understand gray. what it is. So he's, like, solving the Rubik's Cube, and everything just looks the same to him. Is this purple? <laughs> I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the the spider ham i was very confused on of like who he was like who he's supposed to be there just spider ham but that's a comic right and i and i did appreciate the whole thing where he says that's all folks oh, yeah. and he's, he's like, like can, can we, we legally <laughs> say that like is that is that allowed <laughs> because he is very like looney tunes oh yeah and he's got like the uh the hammer mallet mm-hmm. thing that he uses that it fits in your pocket yeah <laughs> i thought that that was actually very very well i just wish that we got more of them mm-hmm. i really do even penny parker she she maybe gets the least out of everything yeah um and i don't know enough about like her comic to really say like what is cool and what isn't cool about her but i like how they did like the anime style for her like right. it's, it's very different, it's different from everybody, everybody else. else. And I guess I was a little, I was a little confused or not confused, more just wondering like, are there other, like, is that normal for, for these Marvel and DC characters that they, that there's like alternate mm-hmm. versions of them? Yeah. Because I know that like in Batman, right? There are, there's more than one Batman essentially, mm-hmm. right? There's like Bruce Wayne and then eventually what's his name takes over Dick Robin, Grayson. right? Dick Grayson yeah. takes over, but that's like a more regular kind of progression opposed to just, Hey, there's just other Spider-Man out there, mm-hmm. just different universes. And I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. And again, that's just because I'm not well-versed. So you would probably know more than me. I just, I don't know of any other characters that have multiple dimensional versions of them who are just completely different characters altogether, but it's essentially at the core are Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, Spider-Man probably is like in Marvel, the most like iconic that they can do with it. Um, Marvel, they've done it multiple times with like interdimensional and like multiverses where like there are different versions of everybody. Um, DC also has done it too, because like in DC, we're like Earth, I think like 352 or something like that. And then there's like thousands of other dimensions and they uh, do stuff like that. So it's not like new that yeah. they did something like this. It's just they picked the character that was most iconic to do interdimensional because they, they've they done so many different types of Spider-Men. Yeah. Um, which is really, really cool. Yeah. Even stuff where it's like, you know, they didn't have Doc Ock. They had live octavius right which like, is his daughter or is it just a totally different total i think just a totally different that's one. interesting because um, I, I assumed it was her, it was his daughter mm-hmm. i i really liked her design too i thought the um the weird like fucking tubes as the arms yeah they were different. really kind of made sense yeah i guess they're, they're <laughs> like different. they're just air tubes yeah but... <laughs> it was interesting mm-hmm. uh and then but so, but then it's like fisk is just Massive. regular fisk yeah i guess yeah, he's just way too big. His head is so small. There's his no body. way in hell, like, during the train fighting scene that he should have fit into there. <laughs> like, at all. No way whatsoever. Yeah. And he also is... But he's not, like, a superhuman at all, right? He's just a he normal just, guy. He's just built just fucking a, huge. He's so built different. He's built different. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he fucking hits hard. That's I guess, like his that's big what thing. he is. Yeah, he's just got fists. That, the, that yeah. fist got fists. Yeah, those fists got fists. <laughs> he's uh, he, he's definitely uh, an intimidating thing. I kind of mm-hmm. do wish, though, a little bit that that we got a little bit more from him. Yeah, because I do. I appreciated what they set up for him, and, and it made me feel for him. But I didn't get enough. I feel to like re- for it to like really, really sell me on him. Did and you even when? Sorry, but even no, when they. When he when he's opening up that last portal and the family comes back and they're like, what are you doing? And blah, 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 blah. 
I still didn't quite feel, I feel like, the impact that they were trying to accomplish with mm-hmm. that. Like, I, I really wanted to sympathize, like, way more with him. And it just, it was almost there, but it never fully crossed over where I was like, oh, this is one of the better or best mm-hmm. uh, villains in a Marvel slash DC universe that yeah. I actually understand and care for. I get you. Um, I don't know about you. At, there were points for me where I almost felt like the Prowler was the main villain right. over Fisk. Right. And I don't know if that's just because we got more screen time with Prowler. Well, yeah, it's you get you get more screen time with him and uh, Octavia. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're getting these, you're getting both of them, and they're kind of like his henchmen, sort of, right? Mm-hmm. They're they're his do my legwork type, and he's just kind of the guy pulling the strings. But I don't know. I I almost feel like we could have dealt without one of them. You choose get rid of get rid of uh, Prowler, let's say, and then you just have Octavia and. Fisk Mm -hmm. and now those two and then you give more screen time to Fisk because trying to balance all three of them unfortunately they chose to give Fisk the the least amount of screen time Mm -hmm. and he's got the most compelling backstory Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a weird choice to have the person who has the most compelling backstory and actually has a backstory to to give them the least amount of screen time because the his uncle you don't get much from him at all. Yeah. Like you don't know why he's working for Fisk, how he got like you you don't get any backstory. You just you just he's the prowler. Also, why does he need a motorcycle if he's got those sweet boots and can just run everywhere? Can he run fast? Oh yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know enough about the prowler. Yeah. I don't I just, I've never even heard of him. I I've heard of him, but I like, never, never I was just like, oh weird that they put the prowler in here. I thought it was like Deathstroke when he first came oh, really? in. I was like, it kinda looks like Deathstroke. No, Deathstroke's uh, D- uh DC. different different universe. Mm-hmm. And but hey, it's an interdimension different dimensions. Uh, you never know. You got, did you did you watch the um the end credit scene? I did not see it, no. Ah. You might want to go rewatch that. It it sets up for like the next movie. It's kind of funny. It it does like the whole meme of like the Spider Men pointing at each other. Oh, okay. But um it showcases one of my favorite versions, which is Spider-Man 2099. So there's more. There's even more. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that's also in the future. But he, that's played by Oscar Isaac. Oh, okay. And he's going to be the main something in the next movie. Ah. And the only reason that... He, I, I saw like a thing. The only reason that he said yes to the role was like, just don't make me boring. Mm. And he was like, I'm on board every, anything else. Ah, more Spider-Man movies. More Oscar Isaac. I guess that's a. I guess that's always a pro. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, I just kind of wish that that they sold me a little bit more on the family aspect of Fisk, and and I just cared a little bit more because I just didn't quite sell it there. They they set it up pretty good, but mm-hmm. I didn't quite. No, I get it because they they focused heavy and rightfully so on like Miles's story, yeah. and, like his upbringing, right? And even that one scene of like him all tied up. And like his dad is talking to him, yeah. and they do like the kind of like split between the door. Right, my one of my favorite shots in the scene. Yeah, um, but they do focus all heavy on Miles and his story, but not enough on the villain, which is Fisk. And there always has to be that duality, yeah. because otherwise you don't care about the villain as much, and then you don't care about the hero beating the villain right. as much. Yeah, but I mean that. All that being said, I mean the action was great. Mm-hmm. It was funny. It made me. Yeah. There were points in where I actually laughed, which is Surprising. a rarity. Well, it's just a rarity. Like <laughs> it's very rare that I watch a film that actually makes me eat, chuckle, like verbal, like you know. Um, so that was nice. Uh, and the heartfelt stuff, for the most part, I felt. You know, I, I cared about the deaths and and whatnot, and mm. and the sacrifices that were being made. And I and I felt the stakes. I felt the stakes of 
the Spider-Men have one of them having to sacrifice themselves basically because at the time Miles wasn't able to accomplish the goal. Yeah. So I felt that and and everything. I thought it was great. And I like that uh that that Miles and Gwen they were just like friends mm-hmm. and they were like absolutely they didn't they, do like a yeah, love type thing with yeah, it. I, yeah, I appreciated that a lot. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall, I, I really did enjoy it a lot. Uh, I, I'd give it an eight out of 10 for me. I'd give this nine goobers out of 10. Yeah. So and I like Jake Johnson too. I'm a little, yeah. I mean, I only know him from new girl, so yeah, he's, he's fun. The only thing I know him from, but I like him in that. So I'm like, I like Jake Johnson. <laughs> I can't, but I can't speak for anything else other than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I thought he did a really good job as like voicing and, and he, he did a good job as being like the fat out of shape yeah <laughs> like i love that too unimpressed like, spider-man i was just in my apartment doing crunches and getting my body yeah. ripped and he's, he's just, just like eating, eating pizza <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was good mm-hmm. uh, especially like when when the when the um the wormhole kind of like opens up and, oh yeah and he's like he's like whoa but he's still trying to bite the pizza <laughs> it's funny there's little little things like that there's a lot of subtle things that you almost probably have to go back and rewatch. Because there's so much happening on the screen that you're probably missing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, overall, I really did enjoy it. So I would say, good job, Zach. You did it again. Nice job for me. I have a recommendation then. So in our time that we were away because you were getting your gills, um, I ended up watching a couple of things. But the main thing was a documentary that just recently came out on Amazon Prime. Um, and it was directed by Morgan Neville. It is called Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain. Oh, yeah. I love Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. Anthony Bourdain is really, really cool. Um, just the amount of shit that he's done in his life. And, of course, too, like, I knew him from Parts Unknown. Yeah. Um, that's where I really, like, found out who he was. But it's a very, very, like, intimate documentary starting with him as, like, a chef and, like, his upbringing and, like, where he started out and then him writing the book. Uh, Kevin, uh, Kitchen Confidentials, and then blowing up, um, and then they actually use like behind the scenes footage of like Parts Unknown and his other shows, as well as footage from the shows, and then they splice in like actual interviews with his most close like friends, family, former wives, yeah, um, because he had like three wives in total of everything, and. It's just, like, this very beautiful documentary. Like, it's about, like, I want to say, like, two hours and 12 minutes long. So, it's not, like... <laughs> just any, about. It's it's it, not, like, a crazy. Rough, yeah. <laughs> I hate when people do that. It's 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 roughly two hours, 13 minutes, and 18 seconds long. It's, like, <laughs> just say... So far in. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not, like, a, a ball breaker on, like, time frame. But, like, you get a lot in there. And you get, like, a lot of time where it's, like, you see how he functioned in life. And how he tried to make everybody happy. And then him balancing his work life of traveling and then his home life of like trying to keep his family together. And it goes all the way up until the end where it's like he hung himself. Right. Um, And then after that, it's just, again, his friends and family just talking about him and making us feel like, you know, that we knew him. That he wouldn't have wanted this documentary to end on like such a sad note and then it ends with like um well don't tell it don't tell me because i I, I do want to see it because that that was something that i i I knew that the documentary was coming out Mm -hmm. um and i know that there was like there was a really big controversy about it because apparently they i don't know if they used like a fake voice thing to to make it to make him be able to do like 
um, narration for it. It almost and and the thing is though, like I heard, like like the filmmakers who were making it were like ninety eight percent of the movie. Anytime you're hearing his narration, it's really him. Mm-hmm. But there's like a few whatever, a few lines or whatever that did not that we didn't have or whatever that, that we felt like we're going to be kind of like perfect to like wrap everything up. And those ones were like artificially kind of made, but everything else is pretty much genuine. Um, so I didn't realize that it was on, what is it on Amazon? You said, yeah. so uh, yeah, I definitely want to, you can rent it for that. like, I think like three ninety nine. Yeah. So it's, it's nothing. Too I, too bad. I, that's, I, th- I think I've said this before that you, you recommended him at one point because well, I Bourdain, recommended Anthony Bourdain. And then just, I think I said during that recommendation and it's pretty much stands you know, true still is that for the most part, I mean, when, when I found out that he died, it was like the only time that I've ever really felt a celebrity's death, mm-hmm. you know, like I was actually sad by it because I really, really enjoy him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I love Anthony Bourdain. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. So cool. All right. Great recommendation. Thanks. Frank, what are we doing next? So, uh, I don't know. I think that when this gets released, it'll be right before the end of the year. Right. So, uh, the next episode following is pretty much going to be like the 31st slash first. So it's going to be like the beginning of the new year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I thought that something nice would be to take a look back and maybe we should do this every year Mm -hmm. is like kind of look back at films that we saw discussions that we've had, Movies that maybe we didn't even discuss on the podcast, but just wanted to like shout out and give a recommendation for, uh, and just things of that nature. So I wanted to just take a step back and talk about, uh, the whole year mm-hmm. and, um, and that's it. So look forward to that. Zach, take us out. Hi right, guys. Thank you for listening. Now, Frank, it's just a leap of faith.